Another comeback against Vegas sends the Dallas Stars onward. Let's talk about it right now on Teal Town After Dark. All right, Pavs. Hi. How you doing? Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive post-game show. We do this after every single night in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And if you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. Join us with fellow hockey fans in the YouTube chat on the page or the app. And of course, you can follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, Facebook, Reddit, and of course, Discord. And for more Sharks content, hit us up at tealtownusa.com. Good evening, everyone. I am Eric Curry. You can always follow me at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. And, a uh, well, you can you have some people celebrating. You have some people like Skylar saying happy but confused about tonight's game. You know, uh, it's uh, you would love to see. Lots of mid-major loud noises. Absolutely. We might be getting some more people in later tonight. But, uh, you know, we're going through the chat. We might as well go through the chat right now before we even recap this one. Yeah, baby. Rob Maivin, Vegas is out of here. Let's go. Skylar saying happy but confused about tonight's game. Uh, PDB better get fired tonight. Loud noises. Uh, Lance, as AJ would say, you love to see it. By Vegas, actually, that's a jerk, but and, and he's trying to get that trademark as, as you could say, you know. Uh, so Pavelski to Vegas one, <laughs> yikes. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like you're you're happy, but uh, at the same time, mm. uh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Lacey, I see the Golden Knights really improved their penalty killing since last year. Yikes. <laughs> Jerry F. Vegas will probably want an apology from the NHL for the delay of game penalty in overtime. No comment. So, hope you're all doing good this evening. It was game five between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars with the Dallas Stars having an opportunity to go to the Stanley Cup final for the first time since 2000. And if I'm not mistaken, it is the fifth time that the franchise has gone to the Stanley Cup final. It was twice uh, losing to the Islanders, I believe, in 1981 and losing to the Penguins in 1991. Uh, right before they would get, you know, separated up for the Sharks expansion draft. And, uh, of course, the three times, or the two times previously, I should say, 99 and 2000 where Dallas won one cup and lost uh, another one. So, with that being said, let's talk about this game. First period, uh, Vegas was rolling a little bit. Stevenson had picked up on a breakaway with a nice deke to put it through the five hole of Stars Netminder, uh, who has a night who entering tonight had a 9.52 save percentage. In the Western Conference Final, that's unreal, and he was opposed by Robin Leonard, who was one and two, 
had a 925 save percentage with a 168 goals against average. That's just amazing to see. Uh, and he was one and two in the series. And and for that matter, you throw in Mark Andre Fleury uh, efforts in Game One, where he only allowed one goal. You know, goaltending was not the problem for the Vegas Golden Knights in this series. It was absolutely not. So, uh, Lance, we'll be working on that. Don't you worry. Uh, you know, yeah, but it's uh, it was a little little weary early on as as Vegas gets off to one nothing lead. They get a goal eight fourteen into the first. They kind of dominated the first two periods out shooting Dallas 25 to 14 in the middle frame there wasn't anything in the second period but then Riley Smith scored 15 seconds in the third and again it goes without saying Vegas loves getting on their opponents you know in the first five minutes let alone 15 seconds and Riley Smith with a sweet snapper that goes top shelf and in from Stasny to make it two nothing everything seemed pretty good I thought Vegas wasn't getting tested uh, defensively too much, but then things started to turn around. 9.54, Jamie Benn gets a loose puck, wrists it in to make it uh, 2-1 uh, Vegas. And then 16.13, the Game 7 hero, uh, <laughs> Yuri Kurevanta, uh, gets a wrist shot on the power play after a dumb penalty by Vegas, put them in the box. They get it in and tie it. Kirivanda from Klingberg and Gurionov would tie it, but two. This thing would, of course, go into overtime. The refs would discuss whether or not White Cloud took a puck over the glass penalty, and sure enough, he did on the ensuing power play, and you hate to see it, to see it ended like that. But Gurionov with the slapper tips it home from Klingberg and Hintz at 3.36 of overtime. That is your game winner. That is your series winner. That is your conference final winner. I'm going to kill you for the pronunciation. I am sorry, Kevin Lacey. Oh, my God. Forgive me. It, it, it could have been worse. He, I could have said Cuccio for crying out loud for that matter. You know, but... That gets it in. This thing is over in five games. I am going to say it right now. I thought if anybody was going to win it in five games, Vegas would have. But, um, you know, can, and considering how Ben and Sagan have struggled, Ben has come on the last few games. Well, I'll give him that for sure. You know, and... Uh, Sagan, I, I don't know. I wonder if he is hurt. And I think Daryl Ray mentioned it on the radio broadcast if he was going to be hurt, if he's hurt or not. So. so the Dallas Stars move on to the Western Conference Final. Normally I don't put the, the regular title in, but we'll say I did put this together at the last minute. And that's Joe Pavelski having a Stanley Cup patch on his Dallas Stars jersey. And that's... Um... <laughs> so, Sharks fans that are in the chat right now, uh, honestly, how are you feeling tonight? 
And and I say that because the Sharks put out a tweet not too long ago, not I would say maybe about 16 minutes ago. So how's everyone feeling tonight? Yeah, and, and kind of looking at it, I, Kevin, I see yours. It's like, I just cheered hard for the Sharks' biggest rail from their first 20 years. So, conflicted? Uh, you know, there's very happy uh, for for Pavelski. It, some people are saying bittersweet for Pavs. Some are celebrating that the Knights have been eliminated. You know, and it's and it's interesting to take it in into perspective because of what this does mean for the Sharks. You know, not to not to pull a Steve Dangle and say what does it do for the Leafs, but what does it mean for the Sharks? Because right now, this guy is four wins away from hoisting his first Stanley Cup. And he was a free agent who signed with Dallas. By the way, can we look at that hat? Fanatics, come on. We could be better than that. It's like you just slapped a patch on. It literally looks like you just slapped a patch on. Um, you know, it's it's a little surreal because, of course, Pavs have done so much for for the Sharks throughout thirteen years, and you know, it's going to be tough. To see, I would have been bitter a long time if Vegas won the Cup before us. I think at this point, now that they're going to go into year four, where they've made it to a cup final, made it to a, 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 a conference final twice, uh, I can I can live with it now. They've gone through some pain. They haven't gone through eleven seventy one and two pain, but they've gone through some pain, and I, I think that's a little bit interesting. Anthony Sanchez, honestly, I'm a little bit bitter. Uh, you know. So there's that. Uh, Felix saying happy for Pabs to be going going far again. Uh, I'm happy. It's the feeling I get when the Dodgers get eliminated. That's Rob. I would put it. <laughs> Kevin, you're absolutely right. We'll get to that in a sec. But we are on the brink of Pavelski versus Goodrow in the Stanley Cup Finals. Um. Yeah, uh, it, it's amazing amazing how that went down. Uh, Skyler, you, you hit it on my head. What's Joe Thornton thinking right now? Because the rumor was the rumor was that Thornton or there was talk of Thornton going to Dallas. It's it's tough to it's tough to say. You know, Eli B S F uh Tampa too fast for Dallas? We'll see what that happens. Why couldn't they have Adidas hats? Because unfortunately, Adidas has decided, or I'm sorry, the NHL has decided to go with Fanatics for everything on ice ex except for the jerseys now. Um, so they let Fanatics do it in. Well, if we say Fanatics three times fast, I think we get AJ on here. So we'll see about that. Uh, Chuck saying uh, Tampa's probably going to win the cup, though. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Randy G, come on, man. Somebody keep an eye on Jonathan Marsh's social interest, Instagram and Twitter. 
Uh, that's I don't know. Uh, Bernard's asking for DW's head. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen now, but don't don't think an extra log just was thrown on thrown into the fireplace. Uh, that's underneath uh, Doug Wilson's seat. That's for sure. Jerry F. Happy to see Vegas eliminated. Vegas about to get a really reality check with the flat cap. Well, the Sharks are about to do the same thing too. So, you know, uh, did PDB get badly out coaching the, these series? I, I don't know if that's the case. I would also say some of his ideas didn't work out, but I think the lack of scoring coming from everywhere, I mean, I can pull it up here, but, you know, just just makes me wonder, where did the offense go for for the Vegas Golden Knights? Remember, they got shut out in game six against Vancouver. They got, oh, come on, bro. Laner's the reason we lost the series. Shake my head. The guy entered with a 952 save percentage. The guy entered with a 952 save percentage for crying out loud. With a goals against average of 168. Are you kidding me? Goaltending is not the problem in Vegas. Goaltending is far from the problem in Vegas. Discipline and your 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 goal scoring, where's your goal scores? Where's Pacioretty? Where's Marcia Where's Stone? Like, seriously, where were they? I mean, I mean, seriously, think about it. Last series, Dallas had to win games by scoring five-plus goals. This series, they won one nothing. 3-2, 2-1, And the Golden Knights scored a total of five, six, eight goals in this series for a team that is offensively talented with scoring death in through the entire lineup except for Ryan Reeves. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you know, now, now was... Now, was uh, Stone hurt? You know, he looked really gingerly in the warm-ups. And I know AJ mentioned in our DMs about it. But also, yeah, in Sleepy, you're absolutely right. How many high-scoring chances did Vegas have? Perhaps Dallas defense held their own? Yeah, and plus they had, they had to claw their way through the neutral zone. A little bit of a trap going on. But they kept everything in the perimeter passing. Pierre mentioned it in a pregame um, that you know nobody was getting in front of Kudobin. Nobody was getting in 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 front of uh, uh, of him or getting the rebounds. They weren't getting the ugly goals. They were getting just the regular shots, like that Riley Smith shot tonight, which was the scoring that gave them a two nothing lead. That was pretty nice. That was a sweet goal. But you didn't see like those garbage, gritty goals that that came in. And you look at where where the goals came in for Dallas tonight. You know, Ben was was in the in the slot. Curivanta, you know, would go in and 
and pick up the loose garbage. You know, Gurionov, yeah, that was a one-timer that, that won the game, but that was it. But that, that was it, you know. And like I said the last show I was on, Vegas had a big adjustment go to make going from just Vancouver to Dallas. You kind of wonder what it would have been like if they played Colorado, for that matter. I don't know. So we'll see. And, and Rob, normally I wouldn't mention anything about that, but you kind of wonder with the Raiders' victory yesterday. We'll see if the Knights become yesterday's news now that the Raiders are in town. That's going to be an interesting one to see down the road. So if you are just joining us, I see 38 pe uh, 39 of you watching. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. Uh, this is a live and interactive post game. We do this after every night in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So if you want to be a part of the show, join us in the chat. Have some fun. If you want to donate to the show, use the Super Chat option. Uh, the portion of it will go back to help support the show. If you want to also follow us on the social Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord. Oh, I, I, we're getting a special guest. Hang on. Somebody's joining in here. Uh, AJ, are you there? What a time to be alive. <laughs> I am now joined by AJ Strong. As I was saying, hit that subscribe button down below. AJ, for for uh, the Sharks not playing a game in six months, we have 34 people watching a Sharks based post game show. What a time to be alive. <laughs> so now that we've gone through everything and, and, and you know, uh, the chat's been going crazy, so I'm, I'm glad you're here. So want to get your thoughts on how everything went down for you, uh, besides what a time to be alive. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I think you start at the fact that coming into this, Vegas was the odds-on favorite. When it was down to the oh, final yeah. four, everybody was saying that they're the clear favorites to, to go to the final and to win the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And they're the first ones out. And it's just interesting to see Peter DeBoer involved in both of these things. Right? I mean, that's, uh, I think I mentioned it at some point, uh, some guys in Sirius on the NHL network were talking about that, it, you know, and I, th I think it was probably around the time when, uh, Vancouver, you know, when, when, uh, when Vegas was getting dim code, uh, <clears throat> there, there was some talk that if DeBoer doesn't make this happen, it's, um, it, he could be on the hot seat. Right. Makes you wonder. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, you know, couple Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go through the chat really quick. Uh, Chuck saying once the Golden Knights start losing, the fan interest go down. But I'm kind of agreeing with Kevin. I don't want the fandom for the Knights to wane. I just want them to smarten up and not be dicks to everyone on social media. Oh, see, now Kevin hitting it on the head. Yeah. Like, with any luck, this gives Vegas fans a hint of humility, just a scotch. Right. Um. That being said, are Vegas are there? Is there a contingency out there that are going to blame another series loss on a penalty? Perhaps, <laughs> but it's it's a penalty. Like that's the great thing about this penalty. It's not subjective. It either went out or it didn't. You know, it either touched right. glass or it didn't. 
So you, you can't sit there and go, oh, the refs jobbed us. Uh, you know, um, hold on. Where, where did my, uh, I have to bring up my stat counter again. Cause I know at one point I was looking, it seemed like Vegas was getting a lot of opportunity again. This is yet another game where, okay. So they were both, oh hell, I'm looking at the wrong goddamn score. <laughs> While you do that, I'm going to go oh, I got chat, it. super chat from Jerry F. Uh, $5. Thank you very much. Here's $5 for five minutes. Nighty night. <laughs> there you go. Uh, there you the go. stars two for four on the power play golden Knights. zero for three. I mean, that's got to suck. Hey, and, and, uh, and to see the golden Knights take four penalties when after all of the, all of the discipline they've been having throughout this series. Well, the, the <laughs> And see, here's the funny thing, too. Games one through four, Vegas had a two-to-one advantage. 18 power plays to Dallas's nine. Mm -hmm. So to have that two-to-one advantage and not be able to solve Kudobin, huge. And, you know, if Vegas fans, if they want to be honest with themselves, uh, all signs pointing to the contrary some days, but if they want to be honest with themselves, they're going to sit there and look and say, uh, how many goals did Mark Stone score in this series? Mm -hmm. I want to say it was one. Uh, I don't think Marsh, Marsh, oh, I'm sorry, Mucho Salt. I don't think he had any goals this series, maybe like an assist. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, the their big guys did not come to play. Meanwhile, you got guys like Pavelski and Jamie Benn just beast mode. Hell, I mean, if you want to be honest, I'd say the Golden Knights' best player overall, obviously, besides Leonard. I mean, that guy should still get a ton of press and pub. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about he signed a five-by-five five deal, although it's not official. But if you want to say anybody was like the stud for Vegas, I'd, I'd point to Shea Theodore. If I'm a, a Ducks fan right now, I'm going, motherfucker. <laughs> you know? Big time, because he gave up Stone and then he threw in Shea Theodore. But, oh, yeah, dude, uh, I, I want to get on Mucho Salt's uh, uh, Instagram, like, toot sweet. Just to, to, there's no way. He, he he had to have turned off comments if he's got a brain anywhere near his head. But See, I, I kind of, like you say Mucho Salt, I, I was going to, I kind of like Washi So, because he was just whining the entire series, even if he was kicked out of the face-off circle. Well, I mean, just look at the numbers. Game one, they don't score. Vegas doesn't score at all. Game two, yes, three nothing shutout. All of it, all scored by forwards. Okay, that's great. Game three, one defensive score, one forward score. Game four, one defensive score, and then tonight, Stevenson with his third <laughs> of the playoffs. How many games are we into this? Into this whole thing? Yeah. It's his third. And I think they're counting round robin stats for some bizarre right. reason. So you look at that, it's like, oi, oi, oi. Now, you know, okay, you get, um, you know, Theodore had an assist on that one. So again, Theodore, I think, was probably your points leader in this series. That is where Vegas fans need to, you know, come to grips. It's, hey, Give Kadobin his due. Mm -hmm. Give Dallas their due. I mean, you outshot Dallas in almost every single game, and they just wore you out by playing just heavy defense. 
the what was I think it was one of their power didn't they have a didn't Dallas or uh, Vegas have like a five on three in game four yes. and I think they had all of three shots and two of them came from like outside thirty feet mm-hmm. of the circle like dude you cannot the refs didn't play a part in this one guys sorry not when you looked at you got twice as many power plays and yeah and I mentioned it before Pierre was was diagramming it on the pregame on NBC how. Vegas's shots were definitely from the perimeter. They weren't getting in front of Hudobin. They they and weren't credit Dallas for that. And and on the flip side, Dallas look at the two goals that that got him to overtime. Ben was in front of the net. Kirianov, Kirivanta, sorry, uh, sorry, Kevin, uh, you know, picks up the loose garbage from Leonard to tie it up. And that was a heck of a shot because that was that was a tough one to get through. But it was right within five to ten feet of the net while Dallas played a great defensive battle where they kept him around and that's what kind of stuff where you they just wear you down and the fact look at Dallas how many times had they been down in a game and they were able to come back mm-hmm. I mean just remarkable just absolutely remarkable funnily enough though I was you know watching this game with jerk and we were talking about it and once Vegas went up to nothing I straight up said, I, oh, pfft, don't worry. Dallas is going to win this 3-2 in overtime. <laughs> and, <laughs> and lo and behold, here we are. It was like, that's so Dallas. And, oh, my God. P- Peter DeBoer, the memes are going to go crazy. But the the thing that just, <laughs> we've talked about this ad nauseum, mm-hmm. the credit Gen X. Your best DeBoer is first year DeBoer. It's only going to get worse, Vegas fans. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> saying. Just saying, right. this is the best he's going to do. And you think about it. Uh, if Vegas, still, great team. Uh, it sounds like they're going to have Leonard for the long haul. Uh, great team, still lots of great pieces. Uh, but how funny would it be if they went, if they, four years and they get, like hit for the cycle, if they go out in round two next year? So then it's like, you know, round three, or final, round one, round three, then round two. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Hit for the cycle, guys. Hit for the cycle, that'd be nice, especially if it were against the Sharks in the second round. But let's not get to that. The Sharks are going to be in the playoffs next season. Not really. Uh, Casper Kahari, PDB out of a job now. Man, would that be bad? And heck, just think, hey, wouldn't it be funny if they brought Gerard Gallant back? I I still thought it was a mistake to get rid of him, to be honest. I I didn't understand that whatsoever. Again, I think it's scapegoat i think they were in a little bit of a panic i think they just panicked too soon uh you know i think they could have done something else but ay 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 um i'm i'm just so tickled by this and and it's yeah it's it's lovely to see it to to see pavelski have you know an, yet another payback it's just so weird how pavelski and vegas how this has all like been tied together i don't Dear Lord, you really need to optimize your images. <laughs> uh, can we talk about these hats for a second? Dear oh, God, God, fanatics, can you get a, a goddamn design crew that knows what they're doing? These look like John Deere hats, for Christ's sakes. I mean, seriously, these are pathetic. Uh, it looks but, like it's a sublimated patch that they just glued on. Oh, I'm sure they did, because it's a fanatics hat. They don't know how to stitch. They just glue. It, but it's... Um, I'm just shocked by this. Now, there's a couple other things that I think we need to get into as well. Okay. 
there were rumors. Okay. There, there was <laughs> a lot of speculation around the deadline that Joe Thornton could potentially be moved to the stars. Can you imagine, can you imagine if Pavelski is holding the big shiny thing over his head in about a week and a half or so? Yeah. Can you imagine? Now, Jumbo, of course, will be absolutely thrilled. I'm sure all the Sharks that spent so much time, I'm sure he's getting text messages up the wazoo right now from former Sharks players, uh, with the exception of Barkley Goodrow, perhaps. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, you know, he's got to be getting text messages from everybody. Uh, but, boy, if he lifts the big shiny thing over his head, I'm sure Jumbo's going to be the first one to congratulate him, and it wouldn't, be, wouldn't surprise me if the very next text he sends is to Doug Wilson saying, you're not going to see me next year in Teal. <laughs> yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me. This is kind of like, you know, the calm before the storm, and, and Kevin's agreeing with you. Dude, I thought about the same thing about John Deere, AJ. That's what it looks like, man. You know, but, it looks like some a cap that some good old boy would be wearing on the back of a tractor. But it, this is kind of going to be probably the mo- the weirdest, what, four weeks in the National mm-hmm. Hockey League. You're going to have, I mean, Tampa could finish off tomorrow, which probably means that, you know, later that night they would start the Stanley Cup final at, at the rate that, that the NHL is putting this at. Well, the the best thing for the NHL is that this that this could potentially finish so fast that the cup could be handed out before the end of September. So, it gives the NHL a bit more time window to get all their ducks in a row and everything. And I know Lacey's saying, you know, uh, don't feel the Stars would have made it if Thornton was on their team, unless it's a healthy scratch. And I I would agree with you. Like, but I'm you know. You can't, you know, well, if this happened, everything else would have been the same. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I'm just saying that, you know, Thornton probably, if if there was something to those rumors and it sounded as if there was a lot going on there, right. boy, that's that's got to be, uh, that's got to stick right here. Now, if one of the other teams that was talking about getting them was Tampa, holy shit. Oh, yeah, God. bye, Thornton. <laughs> Which means... Joe Thornton will be signed by Toronto on October 9th. Well, and now how many now we were all focused on essentially four players, right? Four former shards, Brendan Dillon, mm-hmm. Barkley Goodrow, Patrick Marlowe, Joe Pavelski, right? Raise your hand. If you had Pavelski getting there first, you lying motherfuckers, <laughs> put your hand down. You lie. You, you, you right. No, you right. No, you were thinking it was going to be like Dylan or Marlowe above Pavelski. Like, the stars out of those four teams, Penguins, Capitals, Lightning, Stars, every one of you sons of bitches would have had the stars fourth on that list. Don't lie to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anthony Sanchez, will there be in the, will the next season be a full season or a shortened season? It's supposed to be a full season. They have been talking about starting December 1st, but that's but more and more lately, and we heard from Pierre Lebrun from Insider Trading on TSN that Deputy oh. Commissioner Bill Daly uh, is kind of leaning towards the end of December, January 1st, and that some of these team homeowners are... Yeah, fine. Start it with an outdoor game. <laughs> start with an, an outdoor game. An, an empty outdoor game. <laughs> Yikes. Oof. That's how we're gonna have to do. It. We're gonna have to have outdoor games during the winter time to uh, to have seventeen thousand people in the arena, you know, out there. Um, but 
like I said, these next four weeks are going to be crazy. You're going to have the cup final. Then you're going to jump right into the draft on, an, what was it, October 6th and 7th. Then free agency starts on the 9th. And then there are some teams that are going to be scrambling to find players. There are going to be some teams like, what is it, Buffalo, I think, has like $33 million in cap space. I think Colorado has a bunch of cap space. I mean, th this is going to be a quite interesting next few weeks if you're a hockey fan. Well, not only that, the fact that there's been this whole push of, I mean, I don't know if Dallas was ahead of the curve when they had uh, letting in in the Emmy, but there's this whole push now, it seems. Everybody doesn't want the starter and the backup in net. They want 1A, 1B. Yep. And it's like, I'm sorry, I don't think there are 62 1A, 1Bs in this league. I don't know that there are 32 1A, 1Bs in this league. So, uh, I, it seems like goaltending is gonna could be at a premium. You know, we we're just what a few short weeks ago we were talking about how we're like, ah, I feel like the Sharks, like Thomas Grice, could totally see him back in teal. Like, it, it seems like it could work out well for all parties involved. Now, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if Grice ended up in Vegas behind Leonard. You know, because it's cheaper. To, if they can find somebody to take Flurry off their hands for that price, oof. And, and, um, and, and see, you got to look at who's going to take Flurry and seven million for what is it? A couple more seasons? Oh yeah, but the, there's going to be somebody a little do it. There, the, there's always somebody. You know that it's that whole. It's like the Eric Carlson thing. Hey, if the Sharks wouldn't didn't sign him, somebody else would have. There's going to be somebody out there, or it'll be a case of they'll they'll take them for a year to turn around and, and make them available to Seattle or whatever. I mean, who the hell knows? Maybe Calgary or Edmonton takes a flyer on the guy, somebody who's, you know, that's in need of goaltending. Because that's you look at Edmonton and Calgary, they're like, you know, the two teams that it's like, oh, if only they had some goaltending. <laughs> uh, Kevin agrees with that. I like that call. Uh, you know, it, it's... It's uh, and Davalos. Uh, love the San Jose hockey talk during the playoffs, during the off season. It's all good. Appreciate it. You need a better jersey in your avatar. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jerry F saying Sharks handle tending is more three A and three B. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yikes. Martin uh, Jones well, three yeah, years ago but... was an all star. You know, but well, yeah, but yeah, you guys have heard me say it a bajillion times. You know, for for all the talk of the goaltending, look at the numbers. Look at what they did in the the seventeen eight or the uh, eighteen nineteen season. What did they do in the nineteen twenty season? The numbers are almost identical for both Jones and Dell. You know what's not identical? Scoring. Tied for second in scoring one year. Twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Twenty twenty eighth or 29th the following year. So yeah, you can outscore bad goaltending if you don't like let all your forwards leave. Yeah. And not have anybody to fill that cup, but. Oh, either way, again, uh, you know, stick taps to, to Dallas. I, I mean, they blew up my bracket early <laughs> on. There's a lot of brackets that were busted because uh, hockey jerk had Vegas winning this whole thing. Yep. You know, so there's um, <laughs> I, I think most people are shocked as with the exception of Pat. I don't know if he's in here. PT, I forget his user ID, but uh, dude, he, he showed up. He showed off a tweet from like last September, October, and oh. he picked Dallas and Tampa in the final. Whoa. 
Dude, that's like all the foreseen points and every cookie on the planet. No kidding. I hope he yeah. had him. I hope he did that on the bracket challenge. Then that's what, I, dude. I told him. I hope you put money on that. Yeah. But um, uh, big eight boy ninety two. Uh, Vegas made huge mistakes that led to this elimination. This goes back to July of twenty nineteen. See, I don't think they made huge mistakes. With the I, I again, I don't think firing Gallant was the answer. Uh, getting Leonard was a stroke of genius. <laughs> I don't. Th- I'm not even sure if they get this far without Le- you know without Leonard. But it's we said it earlier, dude. Their big did not come to play. The big money guys did not show up when it m- meant the most. Meanwhile, look at Pavelski, what he has done in these playoffs. I mean, the dude had a hat trick. Uh, I think he's had a. At le- I know he's had at least one gamer uh, game winner, possibly two. He's had a couple game tying goals. I mean, that hat trick that he had, uh, the third goal of that came with 18 seconds left in the game to tie that game, descended into overtime, which Dallas would win. So, I mean, Pavelski, for all the crap that he took during the regular season, that it's like, man, he's saying this huge cut. This might have been a mistake for Dallas. Uh, you know, three by seven. Dude's what 14 goals this year, and it's yeah, he is not having a good start. But it's like, well, we come to find that he had some, you know, like there was a leg issue or something, or he was he was battling something throughout most of the season, just like a couple years ago where he had the wrist injury or the hand problem and not, you know, not his best season. But dude had some time off, got healthy. And, you know, do you want the guy who's hot? In November and December, you want the guy who's hot during the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's where your seven million going to, and, and dude. Pavelski has proven beyond a shadow of the doubt over the last five years. Dude shows up when it matters most. Yeah, I mean, now that being said, he's he's also a good leader in the locker room. Uh, mm-hmm. He he had one. Uh, he had a goal last night or the last game, game four to tie it up. But he's since the. Since the Colorado series, he's had three goals and three assists, which kind of surprises me in in twelve games. It you, okay, yeah, only three goals, only three assists, sure. But do we all remember him uh, screening on the second goal exactly. in Game Four? You know, like he's making a difference. Plus, he drew a penalty in there. I mean, he was a beast in Game Four. Nine, so nine goals, five assists in, in in these playoffs, including the round robin. Uh, and you know, he's, he's done his job. That's for sure. I mean, there's some people questioning maybe Tyler Sagan and maybe before this, you know, before these last few games, Jamie <laughs> yeah, Ben. Yeah. When that, well, yeah. Jamie Ben's poured it on in the last couple of games. Uh, when's the CEO of Dallas going to come out and call, <laughs> call, call out bull, Sagan and Ben again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, that would be nice. But, um, this is just, uh, I could and and it, it 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 kind of pains me to say this a little bit cuz i used to hate dallas uh, hated them with still a the hate. passion there's still a hate there i was you know there was belfour and this i mean this goes back a long way there's the foot in the goddamn crease and it's just like i hated everything about texas with a passion and all those games in the 90s those playoffs that the sharks had with dallas and in the early 2000s Oh, I used to. And who was that big son of a bitch they had on defense? Hatcher. Hatcher. I hated that guy. I hated that guy. Uh, the, would I have wanted him on the Sharks? Sure, but <laughs> I I hated that guy. There, you know, there was some people. Okay, Mike Madonna, I did like him, but oh, freaking beauty. The, and how great would it be to see Pavelski 
knock out Mike Badano's record in the playoffs wearing a Dallas sweater for most goals scored by a U.S. player, right? I'm sure I'm sure Madonna wouldn't mind if it brought another cup to the organization. No, not at all. Uh, but the, and, and one that isn't tainted or has an asterisk next to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, dude, <laughs> I just, oh, I, I want to get on Vegas Reddit so much right now. <laughs> like, I'm, I want to go see how our buddy at Sinbin is doing right now. Oh, and this is it's... Th- now, is this me? Oh, Turco. Oh, that's oh, oh, yeah, that, that, that I might've hated him more than Belfort. Because Belfort was good. Turco used to piss me off. It seemed like every time that he was in trouble, the net behind him was the loosest thing on the ice. It was amazing how quickly that net would come off when Turco was in it. Is that a beauty of the puck or what? I just saw this over here. There you go. Nice. Nice player. But, oh, yeah, yeah. This Uh, is, um, again, I... Vegas, still tons of talent. We'll see how they handle their off season, but they still, you know, got a ton of talent there. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see if and you know what moves they make. Again, they're gonna. I I, I go back. Besides the big names not showing up for this series, d- can we remember how a lot of this all kind of began? when the offensive output kind of started circling the drain, Alan Walsh, that tweet, that image, the sword, you know, in the back of Flurry. That's, you know, a lot of things started with that. And And then you, not only that, but then you had the Mucho Salt meltdown on Instagram where he lost it, clearly not, didn't have his emotions in check. Then you've got the the word coming out on Twitter that they'd signed Leonard five by five, basically you know cementing him as like yeah Flurry he is now one A or one B. No, I think he's one A. Leonard's one A. Oh, Leonard one A. I'm sorry, I yeah. thought you were mentioning Flurry. Oh, Leonard is one A. Now look and then see they're up against that cap. Yeah, the the Vegas Golden Knights have about. A little a skosh under five million. Uh, yeah, but the, but uh, hello, Leonard, five by five. Yeah, so a move is going to have <laughs> to be made. I mean, you have Stone at nine and a half. You have, I think, Pacioretty and Stastny, seven and six and a half million. You know, William Carlson, that was a steal deal for them to get him at five nine. Uh, you know, so they they have some work to do. You know, Cousins, Stevenson, Nosek are their are their free agents, and only Nosek is is the unrestricted of the kind. But they have a couple of defensemen like Derek England, Vegas guy. But you know, but yeah, <laughs> dude, he's thirty eight. He he gone. Yeah, but uh, the big one that's <laughs> going to be focused is Mark Andre Fleury and his seven million for the next two seasons. Can they yeah. move them? Could they? Next two seasons. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I was reading the wrong column. Yeah. So no. if you can find somebody to, again, if you can find somebody to take that for one year and then you expose him for Seattle, now will Seattle be, but, you know, dumb enough to take him? But the thing is, is Vegas is exempt from the expansion draft. 
they can hang on to but that's the catch is that they could actually hang on to this guy for you're not gonna roll with 12 million dollars in your goalie montreal's gonna go with 15 why not (laughs) i mean i think vegas is a little smarter than that you're not gonna put 12 million dollars in goal yeah no 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 you the again i there was uh i don't know if it was the athletic or not but there was a chart posted somewhere that you know it was a, a bar graph that showed like per team you know it's like okay this line in red is how much money they have devoted towards their forwards yellow is defense blue is goalie uh you know i i'm just i'm just shall we say just putting out what the chart showed and what it showed was the top three teams on there, the ones that had the most money put at forward are responsible for the last four cup wins. Yeah. And Paul Jordan making a, and I assume from this comment, you are a Dallas stars fan, but you know, AJ, we know about the 93, 94 sharks who started 08 and one and got into the yep. playoffs. Paul Jordan, so proud well, of these guys. In, they were one seven and one at the beginning of the season. Yeah, one well, got seven into and the one. playoffs. Got into the playoffs and knocked off the favorite to win the cup. So, and Lacey making a good point. Remember when we were all laughing at Dallas like two years ago, but having Letnin in the Emmy and gold, <laughs> eating all of their cap. Absolutely, dude. I was, I was laughing about that forever. Yeah, because they were letting a ton in. Uh, but look now, now. So do you think this upcoming season the pressure is on Doug Wilson? If okay, now look, uh, the pressure. I, I think Doug Wilson. He's built up enough capital over 15 years. You know, he's only missed the playoffs twice during his tenure. Right. Dude has built up enough capital. He got the vote of confidence from Hasso back in February or whatever it was uh, that you know. You know, if Doug Wilson has my complete and full confidence, blah, 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 right. blah, blah. Uh, he's going to have another year to try to dig out of this hole. Now, if the Sharks miss the playoffs again next year and without addressing the complete void on the right side, I would bet that they will miss the playoffs again. You know, if somehow the defense doesn't get more sound or produce a hell of a lot more points. Uh, and le- if Jones and whoever replaces Dell, or if for some bizarre reason Dell stays, if those guys don't start standing on their head a little bit more, you know, you need your goalies to steal a game once in a while. Right. And it seemed like that, uh, you know, it's like, hell, we'll just take them to win one once in a while. They don't even have to steal it. But if they don't address that void on the right side, I'd, I wouldn't bet on the Sharks to make the playoffs next season as it stands right now. No, I would I would be looking at um, Vegas, obviously. Uh, Vancouver, I think, is just gonna, dude. And especially if they get their situation, and you get if, dude, if Demko can put a stretch together like he did in the playoffs, holy hell, watch out for Vancouver. And and that's if they don't hang on to Jacob Markstrom. You know, Thank there, you there. There there is a one A one B situation there. Uh, yes, but you got Vancouver and Arizona or. Uh, Vegas, those are like, you know, those are the those are the teams that I would say right now are probably going to finish one and two in the Pacific as it stands today. Those would be my picks. Right. 
Then I'm thinking probably Edmonton. There, I think there's a decent amount of talent there. If they get a goalie, who knows? Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it sounds like they they might be in on on Freddie Anderson from the Leafs. All right. I mean, uh, it's possible there. But that those. I mean, you're right. Edmonton, Vancouver, and Vegas are probably your three teams that are going to be locked in for the Pacific Division spots. And then you're going to Arizona fight. might surprise somebody. Or if Vegas, or uh, the uh, LA's pipeline is supposed yeah. to be pretty stacked. If that comes on, if that matures faster than expected, maybe they get you know a little lucky. Maybe we see the is Jonathan Quick even still there? Yes, <laughs> believe it or not, yes. Yeah, maybe we see the Jonathan Quick of old for for a while or something. Or they get a one A one B situation going there, where they can maybe not have Quick play so much. But I just yeah, you know, I'm sorry. Just, you know, I'm not, I'm don't have the teal tinted glasses on and, you know, you want to call me a pessimist, that's fine, but I'm a realist and <laughs> my, th- yeah, you also might want to put OT, but, oh, never mind. Um, yeah, I just so, lost that, I bet. Yeah. But anyway, uh, just, I, I'm, you know, I'm a realist and right now if I'm putting money down, it's not on San Jose to make the playoffs next season. Uh-oh. I think. Oh, now to get back to the original question about Wilson pressure being on Wilson, I think if they miss the playoffs again next season, yes, there's going to be a pressure. Will that pressure be a little more so if Pavelski, a guy he let walk out the door, if he if Pavelski lifts the cup? Yeah, I think it's I, rightly or wrongly, rightly or wrongly, the there's a there's a portion of the fan base that will lose their shit on social media because anything that happens, there's a portion of every fan base that loses their shit on social media. There will be some people out with pitchforks. If Pavelski raises the cup, there will be a segment of fans that are going to show up with pitchforks for Doug Wilson being pissed off that he did, that they didn't keep him in San Jose. Uh, Alicia. And I kept this up for a moment while you were talking best, best quote from Vegas, Reddit. DeBoer has now in, lived and died by Joe Pavelski. So I guess we can replace him with uh, uh, who's that goalie Peter that we Budai? used to make fun of? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the sword, Budai by the sword. Yeah. Oh, no, that's that's great. And again, De- DeBoer, dude, just to, to <laughs> 3-1 on both ends of it. I just, I can't. I like, and, and, it, and it's Vegas of all people. Yeah, of like all teams. It was Vegas. If it were like Colorado or Vancouver, it's totally different. But it was Vegas. Somebody pointed it out. They're like, how? What kind of rhetorical talent do you have to have to be responsible for Vegas's demise two years in a row, <laughs> both coaching against them and for them? <laughs> Now it's a it's not DeBoer's fault that the you know that Stone and Stastny and Pacioretty and Mucho Salt didn't like show up, but woof. And and that's the big thing is that those big players and big, I'm sorry I'm saying this wrong. Big Eight Oy ninety two, you know he was saying that the big mistake was signing these guys to long term deals like five plus year deals. You're uh, talking about the Sharks? No, no, I'm talking about Vegas. How oh. they've locked them up. I mean, Stone, by all means, you, you do that. I think that was a great lock. But <laughs> I was like, William Carlson, really? But, you know, 
William Carlson had that breakthrough season, the first season the Knights were in the league, and gets and and only and I say this only signed for five point nine million because he could have gone for a lot more. You know, I don't, dude. I don't have a problem with Alex Tuck. I think by the end of that deal, that's that's uh, that ends up being like a steal. Mm-hmm. I think it could be very similar to like the deal that Vlasic had prior to his current deal. But remember, there, there was a time that the Sharks had Vlasic for a steal. His, you know, value to dollar. Oh, the the Sharks were Vlasic was making the Sharks look really damn good with that, and then Vlasic got paid. <laughs> Big eight oy ninety two. This is interesting. Three uh, two lead on the Caps in the third period. They lost four three in game five and eliminated. Twenty nineteen had a three nothing lead on the Sharks in the third period. Lost five to four and eliminated. Twenty twenty had a two nothing lead on the Stars in the third period. Fifteen seconds in, matter and lost. What have we learned, kids? Vegas leads to learn how to hold a lead. Does this kind of take the, the you know, how many times did we hear about the San Jose Sharks were the ones that choked all the time? Oh, yeah. And Kevin, with a with a great point, yeah, Pavelski was a steal for a long time. Big and time. I think, and I think that's one of the reasons that, you know, there's certain people that are upset because they believe because he was such a good soldier for such a long time, dude should have got his money from the Sharks. You know, he went and gotten somewhere else. Hey, that's fine. And again, this is going to be something that is debated for the next three years. Mm-hmm. This is good until Pavelski retires. The, there will be the Eric Carlson, Joe Pavelski debate. If, if just me having it alone by myself in front of a wall, <laughs> but the, it, it will be a debate that continues. Everybody knows my, my position on, on Eric Carlson. Um, but this is, I'm just so fucking happy for Joe Pavelski right now. And if he can, you know, if they are able to just continue, I took, I took Calgary in the first round. I hate to admit it. I took Calgary when they were facing Vancouver. It's like, oh, God damn it. I just feel like the Canucks have been playing better than Dallas. Like they had a good run against Calgary, but I didn't put a whole lot into Calgary because I, you know, we know how they shit the bed last year against Colorado on five. Yep. And I thought, you know what? The good has got to come back. Johnny hockey's going to have at least one decent playoff in my lifetime. I thought this year was going to be it. That didn't come to fruition. Uh, just a lot of things went to hell. And I think Calgary, I, I overestimated Calgary clearly. Uh, but I don't know. I did, for me, Dallas wasn't just overwhelming and I probably like leaned Vancouver over Dallas. And then coming into this one, I'm like, look, the heart says Dallas, but the head says Vegas, you know, they have Vegas has a lot of weapons, dude, Dallas. I beg of you, please continue this, get Pavelski his cup and how brilliant will Pavelski look if they, if he, if he lifts the cup, how brilliant does he look? That he signed, you know, with who he did, and I guarantee you, Dallas, if they get the cup, they're they're looking at his next two years, going, whatever, this is tip money, well, you know, well, yeah, it's his cash money because he got two years left, and he'll, yeah. and, and honestly, for Pavs, if he does, if he gets bought out that third year, I'm sure he doesn't mind if he has a ring on his finger. Oh, I wouldn't, no, I yeah. wouldn't, but what, is he going to end up back in San Jose? 
We've seen it that's, happen before. That's where I'm I'm not sure. Did he leave on good terms well, with, with DW and the organization? I have a question for you. We'll see that, my friend. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. How? Because I'll tell you, if you watch that first interview, I think on NHL.com, yeah, NHL Network, where he's like on his front porch. Yep, in Wisconsin. He he looks real happy to be a Dallas star. He did it like there was no like, yeah, I'm going to miss it here. It was just like, can't wait to get out of here. Yeah. Like that's how, that's how it felt. And it was like, whew, that's a lot to take. Yeah. But here's, here's a real question for you. When Joe Bels- Pavelski retires, if Dallas oh, wins the boy. cup this season, oh, what Jersey is he wearing when he retires? Thankfully they don't do that in the hockey hall of fame, but that you know what a, I mean. A, that is a great question. That is that, a great me, question, and that'll speak volumes as to what he feels about the organization. We uh-huh. all know the fans. I I don't think there's one fan that that wears teal that despises Joe Pavelski. Yeah, there were some. There, there's and, and, and there's granted, one. Somebody hit me on Twitter earlier that he's clearly not a Pavs fan. And that's great. And that's not great. every player is, is beloved by everybody. But at the same time, and I admit, and you saw it on there too, and I think you know, our, our friend Gentry called me out about it. It's like, I'm unsure if Pavs goes all the way how I'm going to feel because how much pressure that now puts on the Sharks to get their shit, get their shit going because – it's just going to add more and more pressure to the team who's gone 30 years and you see one of your longtime leaders walk in free agency, get nothing for him, and now is four wins away from winning a Stanley Cup. That's what I'm saying. It's like it, it's it's another guy that bizarrely enough was allowed to walk and ends up in Dallas, just like Miami. Not that that was any big loss. <laughs> Unless your name is Al Martin A. But anyway. Or uh, Belfour. Yeah. But the um just the fact that you that you didn't get anything for him, that, you know, that's gotta hurt. And I'm telling you, it would not surprise me if you know, whether they'll ever admit it or not, I would love to be the fly on the wall, but if Thornton, you know, after watching Pavelski, let's say hypothetically Dallas wins the cup. If Thornton sees that and goes, I'm out. Like I'm, I'm anywhere but San Jose. Like feeds or well, at least anybody who's contending. I can't imagine that Jumbo wants to, you know, finish his career in say Ottawa. But you know what I mean. <laughs> oh God, I mean that that <laughs> would be really bad. Oh, I'm choosing Ottawa over San Jose. All right. Yeah. Oh, Alicia, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> But, I mean, it is a question, and I, I'm telling you, if, God, if he was to uh, to to announce his retirement, it's like, well, where are you holding it? American Airlines Arena or SAP Center, you know? Where are you doing it? I think that speaks volumes. I I'm I got to be honest, man, and I've said this before. I, I think Pabs is pissed he didn't get his money. You know, he didn't get paid. He didn't get... You look at the comments that Brian Burke made not long, especially, and remember those guys on Overdrive just absolutely ripping Eric Carlson a new one for lack of motivation. He was, you know, making boneheaded mistakes. 
But around that same time, Brian Burke and a couple other people came out and said, you know, there were guys on the Sharks that were pissed that Pavelski didn't get paid. Like, he had paid his dues. It was time to get his. He didn't, you know. And Kane and Carlson did. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in, in Eric Carlson, you know, the, the, there's the detractors like myself. There are the, you know, the, the guys who will defend him till the end of time. I get that. Everybody, you know, everybody, nobody's universally liked. Right. You're only universally hated if your name is Chris Pronger. But <laughs> it's, uh, or I, sh- I shouldn't say that. I said you're only universally hated if your name is Gary Bettman or George Peros right now. But <laughs> oh. um, the, the, Hold on, wait a minute. Alex Pavs isn't making the hall just like Marlo. Uh, Al, I'm going to disagree with you on Marlo. I think if Marlo breaks the record, which he's due to break next season, I think he might get in just based on that along what like I think that's the thing that could tip the scale. First year? No. Now is he going to wait as long as Doug Wilson? I don't think so. I would hope not. <laughs> yeah. But I think if he has the record for most games played, I think that could tip the scale into his favor. Yeah, along with 500, goal, 500 plus goals. Yeah. And it, uh, uh, and it helps that he was a, a leaf to get the original six attention, which he got. Uh, RBG Productions, and, I'm gonna bring the, and I bring this up in a good point, AJ. Who knew that good goaltending and good defensive zone play could propel you to the finals? Hmm. I, not the Sharks. No. <laughs> I say that because Bonus has instituted a little bit of a trap in the neutral yes. zone. It's it, not it, the most exciting hockey that Dallas is playing, but you know what? As long as you got the W at the end of the night, who cares? But here's my point, though. We've seen a lot of goal scoring in the in these playoffs, and we all know how much this is a copycat league. It, do we are we really going to go back into the dead puck era with with them you know trying with all these coaches? Oh, we got to introduce a trap. We got to institute a trap. No, 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 no. no. Who, who broke that? Was it Tampa? Who's the team that like broke that? Who there was some team that was running it like they wouldn't advance, and so the the, the Kevin oh, is going to know. Oh, it was Tampa and and um, uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Where where Philly was was uh, Tampa was doing like the one three one, yep, and, and Philly wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, they wouldn't advance the puck. <laughs> it was like like it was the it was the funniest yet saddest game I've ever seen in my life. Um, but uh, let's see here. In the, yeah, okay, so it was Tampa. I thought so. Yeah. Um, well, I saw something else in the chat for a hot second, and where was it? Pavelski is bitter that Wilson focused on Carlson first uh, from Anthony. Uh, you, I, I don't doubt that. I don't. You know, I, again, I th- oh, somebody. No, somebody said. Uh, what was it? I think Pavelski did say in an interview that it was absolutely a money issue. Pretty sure that was something he said publicly. Well, yeah, homie wanted to get paid, um, which who doesn't? But. Yeah, I again, I in in hindsight, I, I there's a lot of people I think that are going to sit there and say, um, I think Jerk has mentioned this point too. Right. Why doesn't Doug Wilson make Carlson sweat a little bit? Like, didn't he sign him like two and a half weeks before the deadline or whatever? Like, why did you have to? Do, you had two weeks to play with. 
Like, see what else is happening out there. Is there a big run on other defensemen? Does somebody offer Sheetham or, or do, you know, or, oh, no, I guess that wouldn't come into play. But does somebody, you know, come banging on his door? Do you look at the comparables? Like, Roman Yossi, yeah. I think it was like 9.5 or something like that. You know. Exactly. Uh, but you also have the likes of Drew Doughty. Uh, who? Yeah. See, but way. I and again though, but it's hard for me. Like I, I understand the comparison with Dowdy a little bit, but Dowdy plays such a different game. Right. You know, Eric Carlson shies away from contact. You know, Drew like seems to invite it almost. Now, does he shy away or was he hurt? And I'm not trying to defend Ek at all, but is it because he was still hurt? Well, because I mean, we've seen I mean, we've seen highlights from from Ottawa that was, you know, like the year or the the year at, prior to that, where he's just freeze reeling, going through everybody and everybody. And remember that that clip of Dustin Brown and I think it was Drew Doughty uh, getting ready to play overtime in Ottawa against Eric Carlson. And they're shaking. I don't want to I don't want to go up against him. No, you take him. No, you take him. You yeah. know. And, and yeah, Al. <laughs> Oh, by Again, the, oh, by the way, the, yesterday was the anniversary of the EK trade. <laughs> well, I mean, I've done it before. I've always equated EK65 to Deion Sanders. Very talented, very fast, very, shall we say, uh, <laughs> against having contact. So either way, we'll see. Um, we'll, you know, we'll find out next year. The dude has clearly had plenty of of time to get healthy if we don't and the other thing that scares me too is that ek65 has a reputation of dicking off during summer and playing himself into shape because he is aware that he's talented you know he doesn't feel and this is me speculating but the from the people that i've talked to the reputation that the guy has is that he plays himself into shape. Statistically, it bears out. If you look at him, he's always had his worst stats in the first six weeks of the season every year. Mm-hmm. So he's got to play his way into shape. So like come, you know, come game 20, if he's not kicking ass and, or if we see him shying away from contact, that's just part of his game. But uh, the, the other thing that kind of makes me a little nervous too you had some of the guys on NHL Network and a couple of the other um, on Sirius and whatnot. They're talking about projecting out for next season. And they're like, you know, who's your top five that you think is going to um, <laughs> sleepy? You both you mean both of them are prima donnas? Yes. <laughs> um, uh, but projecting out, they had Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes, maybe John Carlson. Like these were like the the three names that immediately came to mind when they're going, who do you think is going to challenge for the Norris next year? Mm-hmm. The fact that the highest paid defenseman wasn't even in the conversation says a lot. Right. You're right. Um, it does, although, uh, do, although John he, Carlson may eclipse EK's number here pretty soon. Yes. And although he didn't have a great postseason and – and, and and although if you take it from some, from the rumors in the bubble in the Toronto bubble, they, oh no, they, I'm they, sorry, they took it like I don't know what I, I don't know what I'm talking about. John Carlson got his money, and he's only getting eight mil. Think what you could do with an extra three and a half million, 
why you might have been able to afford Joe Pavelski. <laughs> or or worst case I'm not scenario, saying... like Gus Nyquist or something. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm not again, I'm not um I'm not saying the show that Doug Wilson should have retained Joe Pavelski. I'm not saying, you know, not for that money. You know, maybe I do three by six. Uh, and maybe Pavelski goes for that. When you think about what he meant to the team, that you can't put on, you know, it's hard to put a monetary value on what that guy brought to the dressing room yep. and his leadership. No, you, can't, you can't do that. You, yeah, you, yeah. You can't do that for sure. Yeah, and guys much smarter than me that get paid to talk about this for a living <laughs> have said the exact same thing. Yeah, <laughs> AJ isn't saying it, but I am. Right. Uh, yes, burns to forward. Always burns to forward. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. In actual Sharks news today, we've heard that Yoel Shellman, hope I got that right, Lacey and Ooh. Jerk, is being loaned to... Oh, boy. Really? Uh all spin skin. Okay. Um, I'm sure I totally Kevin, watched that up. But. Kevin, if you could in the future when it comes to names like that, if you could spell <laughs> them out phonetically for the benefit of Puck Guy, we would appreciate that. Thank you. Shut up. You're, you're, you're as bad as I am at times. Uh, Sleepy. Sleepy saying, keeping Nyquist, Pabs, and Donskoy instead may have been better in hindsight. It may have. It may not have. Remember, Donskoy was Garb, what he had like one goal from like uh, January. I don't know, he had that game winning goal. Sorry to jump on there. He had that one game winning goal in January against Vegas, and then his next goal was the game winner in Game Seven against Colorado. Yeah, uh, yes, I'm saying Ek sixty five to forward burns to goalie. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying that they should have kept Nyquist, Pavs, and Donskoy, but you're talking about three guys that during their time that season produced 58 goals, 112 points. I'm not saying you keep those guys, but if you're not going to keep those guys, you find the people that are going to bring those points. Yeah. You know, you got to replace, it's like Moneyball. You know, it's like, we're not going to play, replace Giambi and so-and-so that we're going to replace them with the aggregate. We're going to find a compilation of guys that bring those same numbers with them at a different price. Uh, Duvalos is saying all Sven scan. Okay, so that's how it is. Uh, Kevin Lacey. I think that's a Swedish scanner, yeah. but go ahead. <laughs> it is a Swedish Tier 2 hockey, so going kind of like the verge of uh, Jonathan Dolan there a little bit. Uh, Sviage. Casper, uh, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, Davalo saying, you know, Donskoy wasn't working out here. He needed to change. Absolutely. And he looks insanely happy in Colorado. Right. So, you know, good for him. That's That's fantastic. Again... 58 goals. Now, 38 of those came from Pavelski, but 58 goals, 112, uh, what did I say? 112 points. And you, you get, did you think Eric Carlson was going to put all that together by himself? I don't think so. No, but I think he was, I think he was expected to, to have uh, a, a lot to say in the, Dude, in the, in the, in the, aside from Barkley Goodrow, the entire team was expected to have a better season than they did. Barkley Goodrow. <laughs> Was the you know what Jerk said before I came on and he nailed it. Barkley Goodrow was the MVP for the Sharks even after they had already traded him away. Like that's how good he was for the Sharks this season. Or I should conversely say that's how bad the rest of the Sharks were. Now Timo, I will say, came on the last six weeks of the season, but he started off horrible. 
Uh, you know, of course, the we had the injury bug going around and whatnot. Yeah, that didn't but, either. Yeah, but Wilson and company vastly overrated, overvalued, whatever you want to say. Um, the the youth in the pipeline. How much did we hear about uh, Czech and uh, Shem, Shemilevsky? Neither of them even saw NHL time this year. Yeah. You know, other guys that we heard a little bit about, whether it was your taken or uh, trying to think of the other person, but the ones that you certainly didn't hear that were going to be sticking around or making any impact was Shellman or Gregor. And they're the ones, if memory serves, played the most time for, from the rookies. So, dude, how do you miss that hard? To me, a lot. you sit there and say, you know, if Doug Wilson uh, is on the hot seat or whatever, for me, like the scouting and drafting, the develop, well, the de- whoever is ass- holding out the assessments for these guys. Now, granted, whoever's doing your assessing, for like the five, six, seven rounds when you right. pick up a Justin Braun and a Joe Pavelski and a Kevin LeBanc, sure, they're doing a good job. But whoever's doing your one through four, they need to be like mm. moved, like they need to go learn how to drive a Zamboni or something. I mean, yeah. uh, Spanish you, archer. You, you mentioned Burns as a goaltender, Skyler Greenberg saying starfish goalie posture. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, if you can grow out the beard enough, you can just have that cover the entire net. You know, and, and, there, and there's a number of things that people are talking about. Rax Igar saying, so bets on Hurdle ever recovering from this latest injury. I mean, he's already been skating for yeah, that he's matter. Skating. He's skating. And that's the tough part, too, AJ, is that the Sharks that are in the area have not, maybe not even in the area, just overall, if you're living in North America, they're not able to get on ice. I mean, the last yeah. time they saw ice was March 12th against Chicago. Yeah, but you know what? For some of these guys, maybe that's the best thing, you know? To get away from it all for a little bit? Yeah, yeah, just to take some time to just, like, completely unplug from it. Now, granted, you're, you know, you're obviously going to be rooting for Pavs, but, you know, and I'm sure that there was guys that were rooting for Dylan and Goodrow and obviously right. Marlo. Uh, but maybe Doug some Wilson of these... for Marlo and Dylan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and in the hell, there might have been a little bit of rooting that I hope Tampa is the first one knocked out based on yeah, the deal that. that we got for Goodrow. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I just, again, I look at cap friendly for the Sharks. The thing that scares the hell out of me the most is, um, where is it? I had it written down here. I'll come to you momentarily. It's weird. Oh, they're, they're, the guys at Cap Friendly are kind of moving some stuff around. Okay, the thing that scares the crap out of me the most is the 22-23 after that and then following 23-24 because, dude, if Meyer goes like we're all hoping he should, he'll probably want a raise from his $6 million, Yeah, you know, uh, and at that point he'll be about 26, which means he's probably going to want like the, you know, the seven by seven or seven by eight or whatever the hell the, the cap could be at that point. I can't imagine it's going to go up too much since we're stuck at flat right now, but he's going to, going to want to get some paid. And then what happens with Tomas hurdle the year before that does Tomas put together two injury free seasons and play like the beasts that we know he can be. He'll be 28. He's going to want to sign his final deal, and he's probably going to want at least six years. Yep. 
and you're going to have still Logan Couture and Evander Kane and Carlson and Burns and Vlasic all on still on deals plus Martin Jones. Like it all comes to a head in 22, 23. Uh, Unless you can move, you know, Burns and whatever else. Yeah. Well, apparently, I haven't looked at the score of the uh, Monday night game, but uh, apparently we're more entertained than Monday night football right now. That's good. Thanks, Al. Appreciate shit it. Show? Was it a shit show? I, Let me I, take a look. Yeah, Is it a, was it a double header, right? Yeah, it was a double header. Pittsburgh beat uh, the Giants twenty six sixteen, and then uh, makes sense. Yeah, and the and the crap show was yesterday at Levi's. Let's let's be honest. Oh Jesus Christ! The, the Broncos seven, Titans seven, and we're in the third quarter. And really, and that's it. That's, that's the, why wow. we're more entertaining than Monday Night Football. Thank you. Adam. Wow, what an offensive spectacle that is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. See, RBG saying Tomash is already in his mid twenties, dude. He's gonna be a dad in a couple months, for Christ's sakes. So, yeah, that's you know, yeah, I know. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. He's uh, he's twenty six right now. He's, I know. It seems like just yesterday he was nineteen, but um, he's gonna, dude. That twenty two, twenty three season, man. That's oof. You know, Bergman. Oh, the other one. We have Bergman as well. That's another piece. So it's like. Are guys like Bergman, Gregor, Shellman, are they going to start to show up? What That's about um, it, for me? This is Gambrell's make it or break it year. Yeah. Um, you know, like if you don't show up after this, you're bye bye. Um, oh, the other thing that was the I'm sorry. This was the other thing. Twenty two, twenty three. The reason why it was make or break for me is because you had hurdle who was going to be UFA. Mm-hmm. And remember, this is all predicated that the following year Timo's deal is up, but you have Hurdle at 5.6. He's probably going to, if he's a monster and wants to finish off, he's going to want at least Kane money. He's going to want at least 7 mil. But the other sticking point, Mario Ferraro, who's le- making less oh, than boy. a mil now. If Mario Ferraro continues to be, you know, to have the season and continue on his trajectory, wouldn't you have to pay Mario at minimum four and a half per year? I don't know about four and a half, but well, definitely, four. definitely get. I would say maybe three, but well, see, I think I think he's got a little more offensive upside. Remember, kid is only twenty one. True, true. He's still so, coming into his own. I mean, so look, or maybe you, maybe he does it. Maybe you do the same thing you did with Hurdle. You do like a two year bridge deal, like a show me deal, like show me you can maintain this and even get better. And so maybe they do, you know, two years at two and a half per. And then after that, though, it's going to be four, four and a half. Yeah. So you got to deal with him. And then, you know, if Merkley ends up being the stud that everybody is projecting him to be, then that throws another monkey in the wrench for a few years down the road. It's just. Yeah. And, and then you, you worry about if if Ryan, Ryan Merkley comes up and just is shoots gangbusters. That might throw in a little bit. But I think. You know, he might need some AHL time first before he gets the big call up. Maybe, yeah, As maybe. But to I don't Mueller him up, and then you're screwed. Yeah, but there are a lot of people saying that Ferraro would have to marinate for a little bit first too. That's, and how'd that work out? You're right. You're right. You right. know, he's he's turned out to be a be a really good cog, and uh, you know, so. I just uh, like who are you gonna put in here? I mean, if you got Car- you got Carlson and Burns, Vlasic and Shimmick, Ferraro and someone, it's not gonna be Prout. It's not gonna be Davis. 
Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I guess you could give mids a look, especially because of his size. Like if you can, if he can become a bit more physical and learn how to like drop people like bad habits that, you know, that could come into potentially come into play, but you know, like to, to have a guy that could go beat the crap out of a Ryan Reeves when needed, but yeah. And Rob making a point, there's also, you know, position as well. Uh, that can make a run for it, and, and you also. Have well, what about um, uh, what you might call it? Uh, oh, gee, the um, Ferraro's roommate, John Leonard. Yeah, there's another piece that is has you know a lot of people are excited about, but then again, a lot of people were excited about Chemilevsky and uh, you know Czech last year. So <laughs> who knows? Skyler in the chat saying, but Mario's body was NHL ready. Ready, Merkley's makes AJ's cats look intimidating with his physical ability dude he's not wrong man i'm <laughs> telling you i saw merkley at uh captain's captain's ice last september basically just about a year ago today saw him he is not a big guy not a big guy i mean yeah he, he he's got to put put a little muscle on there i think he might be 510 on a good day with lifts and issues <laughs> uh, he might be 510 with the skates on he's not a big guy yeah, and and to be to clarify, I guess the sharks are allowing them allowing the players to use their their training equipment and their weight equipment because we have seen that on social media posts they haven't been able to get on the ice though yet. Which no. so well, either way, the, and hopefully the the sharks are taking advantage of all this downtime. You know, making the the expansion plans to Solar for America and. Who knows if anything is being done to the Shark Tank? Um, any upgrades that were just, you what? know, that maybe made it might have been on the plans, but maybe the plans got accelerated because they all of a sudden had a bunch of downtime they didn't expect. Right. Why don't you uh, give uh, Mr. Becker a call and see uh, if he? Because I'm talking with other people right now, so I'm just we'll, we'll I'm just there. saying as we talk in our like news I'll, radio I'll, voice. I'll wait till uh, I'll wait till the Stanley Cup has been handed out before <laughs> we start talking about stuff like that well, but i mean and for that matter we're still we're still waiting official word if we have a head coach or not that's true we haven't might even be heard like thing. we haven't heard like oh if there's a coaching search has dw talked to you anybody won't. besides bugner you won't you you i doubt you'll hear anything like that until the cups handed up you might not you might not even hear wilson make it official until after the draft and all that stuff is said and done yeah so I'm just, uh, either way, uh, I think it's probably about time to wrap it up, yep. but, um, I'm just so tickled pink for Joe Pavelski. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it makes me want to get another Jersey that it might not have this patch on it, but it'll definitely have this patch. <laughs> uh, definitely that's have a fanatics logo on it for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I got to tell you, if you would have told me at any time in my life prior to this year <laughs> that I would own any piece of merchandise that featured the name Dallas on it, I would have laughed you out of the room. <laughs> that's so, that's why I specifically grabbed this one because this one's actually a North Stars jersey. It doesn't have a the big D uh, Texas patch on it. So yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. But um, oh, good for you, Titans. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's I'm just so tickled about this. But yeah, this uh, you know what I'm excited to talk about the end of the Stanley Cup final 
you know, when when the after the the cup is won, we all want Pavelski to lift that up. I mean, there was a lot of people that said, you know, that when all of this started, they were like, of course it's Marlo, Marlo. And I got that, but I felt like, you know, I feel like Pavelski deserved it just a little bit more just for what he gave to this team, especially last season, that just a lot that I, I kind of wanted a little bit more for him. So if he lifts it, I'm going to be crazy, awesome, happy. Now, if Barkley Goodrow lifts it up, I can't be mad at that because dude is responsible for arguably, at least if you're not going to say it's the biggest goal in Sharks history, it's top three. If you want to sit there and say, well, it's a combination of Goodrow, Donskoy, and Baker, fine. It's still top three. You know, you'd like to, and again, the season that he had, the way that he started with this team, with the Barracuda, and then and then coming along. Uh, having to give up his name to a, or his number to a piece of crap like Bodker. I mean, there's that. <laughs> then, well, he wanted know, to wear just, 23 eventually. So, but being weighed down by some of the anchors that were strapped to him on the fourth line for a while, it, it's it's nice to see. It would be, you know, I wouldn't hate seeing Goodrow lift that. Would I have hated seeing somebody like Michael Haley lift it? Perhaps, <laughs> but uh, or Bodker. Oh crap! I would have taking a hostage, but I would, uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to be mad seeing Barkley Goodrow lift it. I just hope he doesn't because I want Pavelski to. So, so anyway, with that, my name is at AJ underscore strong and all the social media stuff. And chances are the pucknologist this week is going to get bumped up by a few days. If the Stanley cup final begins say, Oh, I don't know this Thursday. So look out for that. Uh, the other thing is I will, I'm not, I'm not giving away anything, so shh. Okay. But uh, it is, I just took a gander at my calendar, mm -hmm. and it is on the calendar that I will be talking to a Sharks alumni. Yeah, I'm very jealous of this. Sharks alumni tomorrow, and this is, and the only hint I'm going to give you is this is somebody that we've never talked to before. I, I'm, I'm very jealous of this. Uh, because I will tell you, I had such a great time with the John Scott interview that, I mean, holy boy, I could have done another hour with him. He, he's a kick and just, boy, he's got the gift of gab. Thank God, because that's what makes his podcast so much fun. But, uh, and I love the fact that John Scott just seems to honestly not give a damn. <laughs> like if he throws, you know, if he mentions something and everybody else is kind of like, dude, what? <laughs> like, why are you saying that? Uh, uh, hold. 46 what? viewers what? and just 16 likes doesn't add up guys come on yeah let's have an upvote party on this one and, and so <laughs> Skyler <laughs> no it, it is not but it is some no, dude you never confirm or deny dude haven't I beaten that into your head already oh, please don't ever confirm or deny I'm just, I'm just saying no because I would have been dropping profanities if that was the case all I'm saying is, is I'm very jealous, and I just happen to have to go down to San Jose to have AJ look at hockey jerseys tomorrow. So, you know, I'm just saying. You hey, know. bud. Are you off tomorrow? Yes. Oh, crap. Here we go. Yeah. All uh, right. And Sleepy, great point. And I'll, I'll say this as my final thought. Uh, I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter, the Instagram. Congratulations to Tony Granado. being Yes, former <laughs> Shark. Oh, the F you to the person that went one thumb down. Uh, the... 
to the uh, Tony Granato's getting selected into the United States Hockey Hall of Fame. A uh, long time coming for a long career in the NHL as a player and a coach. I will be like right in there. As oh, soon yeah. As he'll be there in like anything, you know, for sure. Oh, man. Alden had to ruin it. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. Wait, Flaherty tomorrow. <laughs> Damn it. Nope. I, <laughs> no, I said Alden had to ruin it. <laughs> Roman Polak. You know, how, how sickening is Roman Polak feeling right now? Uh, Alden ruined the surprise. I'm so but, pissed off. But honestly, Roman Polak was supposed to be on the Dallas Stars. And he Ooh. opted out. R- former I know. Roman Oh, man. Yeah, but you know what? Kevin Lacey making a point earlier. Maybe if Polak is on this team, <laughs> they're not where they are right now. Maybe that was the best. Thing. If anything, that just got uh, Polak a one-way ticket to uh, not getting signed next season. Oh, that's for sure. Uh, so, so Alicia with a nice call. Yeah. I don't know. I I think Alden got you. No. Oh yeah. is <laughs> totally like. Yeah. No, definitely. In case you missed anything and you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com. <laughs> I don't know what he's laughing about yet. Hang on. Hang on. If you missed anything and watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com. Find our content and your favorite podcatcher apps and more, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. Okay. <laughs> Skyler's saying it's Bodker. Yeah. Yeah. If we, if we got Bodker, I wouldn't be the one doing that interview, buddy. That that would be that That's would be totally a jerk. jerk. Yeah, that's a that's a jerkonomics interview if I've ever heard one. Right. No, if uh, yeah. Either way, um, plan on uh, doing that interview. To, uh, Putt guy will probably, in all likelihood, be doing this tomorrow after a Tampa Bay win, talking about Barkley Goodrow. Uh, meanwhile, I will be talking to a Shark alumni, and you can that switch, you know, if everything goes to to plan. Uh, that interview, uh, you know, do me a favor, hit subscribe because then you'll get and hit the notification bell because you'll get the notification when the interview rolls out. It's somebody you're going to want to hear from. Mm-hmm. It's definitely somebody you're going to want to hear from. Um, and, uh, really excited to get it. And so that should roll out Wednesday. Yeah. Again, again, that's, that's yeah. hopefully the beauty, hopefully timing of all of this works out. Cause that if Tampa wins tomorrow, you have a free day. So then you can use that time to listen to that. There'll be no football. Uh, it'll be a perfect time to uh, perfect to give the Bucket interview to Landy. Who? Oh. <laughs> Come on. So only if Bodker will sit there and go, Stan, Stan, son. <laughs> Why you have a man bun? <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, no, no, there, there is definitely football on on Wednesday. What? Definitely. Yes, the Quakes are taking on the Portland Timbers at six thirty. I told you I don't watch basketball. Uh, uh, Ted Ramey, if you're watching, we apologize for AJ's joke there. But uh, with that, oh, uh, hold on, hockey jerk, sending me a tweet back from February. Not sure if this is factual or conjecture. Dallas could be in on Thornton. So, oh, and, yeah. so and, and then what happened? But uh, <laughs> what happened? no, I said a Sharks alumni, not a Vegas douchebag, yeah, RBG. That, no, you are you're right. You oh, are right. I'm sorry. RBG 
in the words of Marsha show, shut the fuck. Don't waste my time. <laughs> Don't waste my time. Stop wasting my time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> NHL won't put game one in the Stanley Cup final against Thursday Night Football. I hope not, nor should they put it up against NFL football on Sunday. Well, but it depends no, no, no. on how quickly they want to get this series going. No, they 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 basically already said if uh, if this thing ends t- uh, tomorrow, if it ends Tuesday, and Tampa and New York are over in five, it will start on Thursday. That's insane. They've already, but I don't think it is insane. I don't know if you looked at the ratings; they were down like twenty eight percent for Thursday night football for the season opener. That's your stand. That's your Super Bowl champion opening it, and it was down like twenty eight percent. Well, and, and you know what? You got to bring good point because it's what Cleveland, Cincinnati for for Thursday night football. Who exactly? Yeah. So, so uh, to, we uh, Sunday our, night our, to our the fans that listen to us from Ohio, we apologize. Uh, we, we're okay <laughs> if you listen to us after the fact. Our, our good friends who were once Cleveland Baron fans, you know. Yeah, yeah. We our apologies. <laughs> There you go. Uh, all right. We will get out of here. Make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. Check us out on the social media. Uh, are, are we are we going to Discord after this? Uh, potentially, okay. yes. Um, and uh, Skylar, just to let you know, we did have Havlat on the schedule, but he got hurt. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> just saying. Oh, man. So... Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell to get notified when we go on with uh, post-game or content like the Pucknologist or this interview with, insert person here. Sharks alumni. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, of course, check out all our other interviews that we've done during the pause, including broadcasters, alumni, and players, and all that fun stuff. Okay, I'll let it out. I'll let it out. What? I'm talking to a sh- former shark, so you can look forward to hearing my interview with Joe Thornton on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, I'm ouch. kidding. Right. Go ahead. With that, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a good night, everyone. We'll see you on the cord and see you tomorrow. <laughs>